Hi, welcome to The School Run. I'm Jane. And I'm Liv. And we are going to share with you the best conversations we have on our school run. We will invite guests and debate topics that affect and resonate with every generation. We all remember our own school run. So maybe have a think about yours. What do you remember? Hello and welcome to another episode of the School Run Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you for listening. It is a true privilege to be in the position to chat to guests and to chat with my wonderful 16-year-old daughter every week. We started the School Run Podcast because we had a very long journey to school, an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back, but we had the best, most insightful chats, not every day but a lot of the time. Liv gave me, Liv is my 16 year old daughter, she gave me lots of perspective from a young person's point of view. And obviously I provided her hopefully with some wisdom as her mum. So we decided to put these onto a podcast platform. We share our stories, our journey, but we also bring guests along with us to share with young people and old alike that you don't have to have it all figured out at school. In fact, very few of us do. And life just unfolds for us and opportunities come and you don't have to decide what career you're going to do for the rest of your life at age 16. So we hope that you really enjoy this week's episode. Olivia, I know you're going to be more than excited for this episode because we're sat in the flesh live, which you always (gasps) love recording live, don't you? Yeah, do you know what? Everyone's going to be so happy because I've searched up some synonyms for excited. Okay. (laughs) I'm exhilarated and electrified (laughs) for this talk because it's like, I just, I can't really explain it. Like people hear us us talk so much about the olive jar on our podcast and they keep asking us, (laughs) what is it? And you're about to find out. I just want to say one thing. When people ask me, you know, who runs the olive jar and what she likes, I'm like, it's like walking in the definition of peace. So that's my explanation of V. That's how I view her. Okay, well, that's lovely. So <laughs> I'm going to introduce Veronica Simister. We know and love her as V, and that's how she's knowingly loved by so many. She um, founded the Olive Jar course. And I would, you know, there are so many things that I could tell you, qualifications, courses, experience that V has had. But I think this very insightful podcast episode will highlight lots of those. And it's introduction enough to say this is the founder of The Olive Jar. And it has been truly life-changing for me, for my daughter, for my mother, for my sisters, (laughs) and for many of my friends. And I only found it last March 2023. So if you are familiar with The Olive Jar, you are one step ahead. If you are not familiar with The Olive Jar, by the end of this, I'm sure that you will be booking a place. Thank you for joining us. Wow. (laughs) I mean, thank you so much for having me. What an introduction. (laughs) I mean, are you a little speechless? I am. And it's lovely to have you in our home as well, V. You're a you must be talked about by Liv and I, my sisters and my mother, practically every week, at least every, every day, every day with one <laughs> reference. Um, I just thought I'd tell our listeners how it was probably about eight or nine years ago that a very good friend of mine had um, come to the Olive Jar in Lango. So I know that you do an online version and an in-person version, yes. but she'd come to an in-person version 
And um, she told me all about it. And she told me about one particular exercise, how um, she'd written all of these qualities down about people that she loves and admires or respects. And then she'd had to sort of do an exercise with that. And it had been so insightful for her. And I remember it at the time thinking, I really want to go on. This sounds right up my street. And then I forgot about it. And I forgot about it for a whole seven or eight years. And then last year, at the beginning of last year, very good friend of Olivia and myself. In fact, she's going to be chief bridesmaid for my sister. Um, Eleanor had been, and she's one of our regular listeners, mm. had been on the Olive Drop and posted about it on Instagram. And it suddenly triggered that memory that I actually needed to go on that course and always wanted to. So straight away I booked. And I haven't looked back. I have navigated business things, personal things, just everyday stuff in the most peaceful and calm way. I mean, even when it comes to washing my passport, because of <laughs> <laughs> which I know you remember. And it has just been truly life-changing and Liv feels the same. So where do we start with your wonderful journey? Was it about nine years ago that the Olive Jar started and why and how? Oh, wow. Okay, yes. Um... Why and how? That's the olive jar came into the world sort of on its own. Um, what happened is I was actually facilitating an EFT group once a month at the Sanctuary of Healing. Um, and uh, it was just to assist people, EFT if you're not familiar with it, emotional freedom techniques. And it's about, if you have any negative um, uh, emotions, it's about dissolving them. And so it's a really great tool in a toolkit. You know, you can work with children, work with yourself, absolutely amazing. And so I was just doing this once a month. And I've been doing it at the sanctuary probably for about a year then, just once a month. And what happened is a, a, a lady came, a new lady, came to join the group but when she came in her energy was off you understand what I mean I mean anybody mm. would know you understand that someone's off they're a bit flat or they're a bit you know a, 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 a sort of a bit um, uh, highly emotional mm. and um, I, I knew that I, I needed to work with her slightly differently but it, it was an EFT group mm -hmm. so I just asked the group I just said do you mind if I just work with the lady a little bit differently? Okay, and to just to shift the energy, which is what we did. And then, of course, the people in the group said, oh, no, 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 look, we want to know more about what you do. Yes. Out of the blue, I want, we want to know more about what you do. So I'm going, well, you know, obviously, I used to be doing EFT. People pay to do EFT. <laughs> and again, pe people say things and often don't follow through. And I just thought, oh, you know, it's a bit of a go. The next week, of course, um, they spoke to me at the end of the end of the session and just said, V, we, we want to know, because I've mentioned different things, because you can't help it when you, mm -hmm. and uh, we want to know more about what you do. So I said to them, okay, right, well, if, if you want to find me a venue, I said, I will share with you, okay, things that I know and processes that I work with and the way I see life. I'm very happy to do that, free, uh, but you've got to find the venue. And so 
amazingly enough, one lady said, I've got a couple of houses, one's free, let's meet there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And so uh, in the end, I, it, it was eight people that came. I invited a couple of other people. I think it was six people from the EFT group and uh, two people um, I invited. And um, literally we met once a month, <clears throat> just for a couple of hours. And what would happen is it wasn't, I wasn't tr trying to share, they were just open, it wasn't charging, so it was very easy. So I used to get a strange little funny tingling feeling, mm -hmm. and I used to think, oh, let me just go and write my notes. Mm -hmm. And then I'd just write a few notes, okay, and then I would literally whip up a, you know, a flip chart, you know, a few, a few just to keep my, myself on track. And so that's what happened every single month. I never planned it. I didn't do an introduction, a middle, an ending. I didn't put together a course. Mm -hmm. It came through. And up until, I would say about three years ago, I still use the original flip chart. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I actually still have them. <laughs> and, you know, um, and I had them printed. Mm -hmm. um, I still use the original flip charts. I still use the original notes. I see you when you're delivering. They are, they are so tattoo, mm. I know. Yeah, you have your original notes. And, yeah. But obviously that course, that what is now a six-week course, yes. two hours a week, yes. has come from a need in people. Yes. yes. And I would say, again, it is, for me, it's, it's, ama it's, ama it's amazing because I, it's, it's in the same order it's exactly what I did. It has been refined over the years, of course. Mm. Um, and I'd say, I don't know how it's received, but to me, it seems quite slick. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I don't agree. know whether. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it's incredibly fast paced, mm -hmm. but, you, but I explain that. Yes. Because, um, and that's to bypass, okay, our conditioning. And of course, for. You understand conditioning, but maybe I should just explain for, yes, for, 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 people. for our people yeah, who are our, listening. Our, our, we've all been conditioned, I mean, since we were born. And, and conditioning just means the influences in our lives growing mm. up. Mm. So we've been conditioned and, and, and really <clears throat> through our caregivers. Mm -hmm. and, and that can be varied. You know, I mean, it can be grannies, granddads teachers nursery nurses babysitters mm, yes. anyone you know, that's been dad, looked after us very much and and also if you're institutionalized though the people that have had you know influence there so um and then obviously through socioeconomic status it is a big difference having some, you know wealthy upbringing and not so wealthy mm. there is a different there are influences and then of course culture which i think is can be incredibly colorful mm. okay right across the board and then, of course, religions or, or no religions. But these are all influences on the little one. Mm. Uh, but one thing that's common throughout is our conditioning is always that we look out into the world for everything. We've been trained to do it. So, so if you imagine me as a cartoon character, you know, where they've got the eyes that come out on the stalks. <laughs> Yeah, we literally are like this all the time. We've been trained, and to we're do look, it. how you explain it. We're looking out for love. Yes, we're looking mm. for appreciation. Yeah. We're looking for 
everything to make Approval. us feel better. Yeah. Mm. We look for everything out there, and it can be really nice looking at out there <clears throat> because you might think, oh, love those earrings, <laughs> love those shoes. Mm. It can be really nice. But the thing is, is that um, as we look out, out there, we judge, we continually judge. It's what we do, we've been trained to do it. Mm. We, we, it's just natural for us to judge, 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 judge. <clears throat> so the thing is, <clears throat> it's wonderful if you're looking out there at lovely things and nice things. But of course, we'll look out there and we won't like things. You know, that's not right, that's not fair, who the heck do they think they are? They've been nasty to yes, me. They're like, mean. Mm. Okay, and very much, um, he hurt me, she hurt me. Mm. And you see, we, we buy into this conditioning and we keep repeating it. We keep repeating it like a record that's on stuff but we don't know we're doing it, which sounds a bit weird, mm. I know. But it sort of happens in unawareness. Again, I'm sure your viewers are already thinking, oh, that's, that's a bit odd. <laughs> however, however, uh, okay. Um, through the journey of the olive jar, you start to see what I'm saying. Yeah. But initially, I might be wrong here. You, you, I mean, you've done it, <laughs> okay? But initially, I think the olive jar can feel a little bit confrontational. It can yeah. feel. I think after week one and week two, you can feel confused. This mm. is bizarre. What is this that I'm listening to? <laughs> I am not possibly going to absorb this or live with this. Yes. And mm. it's and but it's a journey and a process that you go through over the six weeks and that actually continues on from there as well yeah. yes because because the the olive jar teachings okay literally throw a spanner in the works and when i say in the works how you have been conditioned how you've been trained how you've been programmed to process life and and that conditioning means how you engage with life how you think and so, so the other child comes along, okay, and just says, well, okay, we're now going to just turn upside down and inside out everything that you think is how it's supposed to be. Okay, does that sound about right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why you, 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 you start actually questioning things mm. that before you just took as gospel. Yeah. Because you start to see things differently and to me I believe that's key yeah. because there's so many things out there about obviously changing the way you think obviously being positive and I don't really want to get into being positive because none of my work is about being positive mm. because unfortunately I didn't think these words would ever come out of my mouth but there's so much toxic positivity out there mm. uh, people who are always trying to be positive and happy and, <laughs> and it's it's really like ooh, ooh, you know, it's mm. also such a lot of energy and, and effort to try and do it. No, no, it's, you know, basically what we want to do is we, we all have experiences and we want to move through them to the other side. And sometimes in that, there are things that are, are sad. There are things that can be upsetting. There are things that can be, let's just say, surprising. Okay. <laughs> or challenging. Exactly. Mm. And that's life. But part of our conditioning is we somehow have bought into that a very romanticised idea of life. 
which is, oh no, you know, relationships are supposed to look like this, <laughs> um, you know, and then we're going to have the house and the dog and the, all of these things. Mm. Um, that isn't life. Life is full, 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 full of challenges, you know, um, you know, uh, boilers on the blink, um, car, car breaking, breaking down, okay. Ill not, health. Yes, mm. ill health, not getting the promotion, okay, not being able to go to the university that you want to, mm. okay, or, or not being able to go to the university because of funds, you mm. know, it's continual. But the way we've been conditioned is we continually, and we've been trained and programmed to do it. So I don't want any listeners to think, you know, that I'm, yeah, it's just general for, for billions of us. Billions mm. of us. <laughs> okay. We've been, we've been trained, we've been programmed very much to continually want things to be different than they are. So... It's, it's like, I can't, sorry, I can't help laughing. When you start to step out of it, it becomes funny. And I know you get this. <laughs> yeah, thing. I do. And I know that you get it. It is so well. funny. But I'm aware that people listening might think, well, I don't have a clue what they're actually talking about. <laughs> but it's only once you've experienced and gone on that journey that you understand. That you then really get that and see the funny side yeah. of it. Because yeah. I, I, do, I do it all. I'm sat in conversations with my friend. And I just start laughing. And it might be a really serious conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, because of because of everything that you do, and I feel like no one can do it like you because the stories that you say really help you. Like you say, you teach people what they do and then, you know, the way that you teach it. And then it really makes you see, oh, wow, that the way that I've been doing that is really unintelligent and doesn't really make <laughs> sense. And it is it, really unhelpful for me processing life or anything like that and once I did it all the questions that some of the questions you get us to ask ourselves on the way so like um you know does this help me or does this help the situation and if not then come back into your own business and stop being I find myself asking you know those questions in my head when I'm around in life and it like brings me back even when um the one where you were saying when we lose things or can't find our keys, we just do this odd tapping, tapping trying to look for the keys, but not actually I've looking lost for my the keys. keys. I can't find them anywhere. And then I real I feel myself doing it and I go, Liv, you're not actually looking for the keys, so look properly and then I find yes. them. <laughs> but it's just when you when you when you realise it, it's like yes. life isn't what everyone says, this massive roller coaster of emotions, you're constantly really happy and then you kind of waiting because like you've been trained to it, it's a roller coaster, you're waiting for the bad thing to happen. And then it's like, and now I kind of, obviously I'm not like, I still work on it all the time, but I feel much more like steadier. I'm not as really high and then I'm not really low and really high and really low and it's just, I just love it. Well, well, what's beautiful is 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 you're moving through life from a more grounded and mm. clear-headed position. Yeah. Which means you function well mm. in life. And and to function well in life and to be grounded and clear-headed means that irrespective of what experience is unfolding for you, mm. you are seeing things and, and, and 
obviously I realised you're well that's happened so how can I move through it yeah um, and I liked what you brought up about the emotional roller coaster mm, yeah because for years and years and years I mean obviously I I I accepted the human condition was was an emotional roller coaster literally going up and down mm. up and down and the reason I bought into it so much, and everybody obviously talks about it, is because not only was I on an emotional roller coaster going up <laughs> yeah. and down, down. one minute I was fine, next minute I wasn't so fine, the next minute I was moaning, the, you know, the next mm. minute you know, I was sad, but this, this whole thing. Okay, um, but everybody around me was on this emotional roller coaster, so there's confirmation that this is very normal. Mm. But through the Olive Jar teachings, you realise, and I've point it out usually in the first session that you don't have to be on this emotional roller coaster and the reason people talk about you know the human condition is an emotional roller coaster is because that's all they see mm. but I point out you've been trained to be on that emotional roller coaster yeah and I just want to come back to what mm. I'm saying about it's because we've been trained to want things to be different than they are so if I could just give your listeners some examples mm, yeah that would be really helpful okay. uh, because even to understand what the heck is she talking about except what is look at what's available to move forward when we want things to be different than they are we suffer because we're fighting reality mm. so for instance okay <laughs> right so here's the thing sort of average average person in the condition mm -hmm. right? okay uh the alarm goes off at seven. <laughs> oh no oh oh can't be seven. Oh, no, it's can't be seven. oh no sort of average I, and all i do is point out actually you're the person that put it on for seven <laughs> Technology is a miracle. It's actually seven o'clock. Without a doubt, without a shred of a doubt, it's seven. Oh no, it can't be seven. You want to hear what you're saying because it doesn't make any sense when you start oh. to wake up and recognize what you're doing. So they're moaning, bad mouthing, complaining because it's seven and they put the alarm on for seven. Fine, stick a little hand out and put it on snooze for another nine minutes. Wonderful. <laughs> and it goes off again and they're still moaning. Okay, and they wanted it originally to go off for seven o'clock for something. So they can get up, shower, do whatever, to go Be somewhere. at work, on time, or whatever. Absolutely. Mm. Right. So that's the first thing, okay? So now you're up, okay? Now, you go to your bathroom. Lo and behold, there's no toothpaste. It's gone. There's no toothpaste. The toothpaste is actually gone. So you go into the kids, okay, bathroom. And there it is, mangled, completely mangled up. <laughs> You can't even get, not even a tiny bit of toothpaste out the end. And then you start moaning, bad-mouthing, complaining about your kids. Dear Lord, okay, um, this is ridiculous. You know, they've taken the blinking uh, toothpaste. I haven't got toothpaste. Moaning, bad-mouthing, complaining. Absolutely terrible. It's absolutely awful, okay? So, so cross, annoyed, mm. annoyed at the kids. Okay, annoyed at life, annoyed at the toothpaste. Annoyed you're okay. going to be late. Absolutely. It's impacting Absolutely. your day. Okay, now, okay, you're going to work. <laughs> okay, and you're, you're in traffic going to work. And there's roadworks, good old roadworks. <laughs> okay, and you're saying to yourself things like, I haven't got time for this. I haven't got time for this. I haven't got time to be here. 
But the reality is you actually absolutely have got time to be there. How do I know that? Because you're there. You're not anywhere else. You act, you're absolutely there. Okay. Moaning bad man complaining about the roadway. It's ridiculous. I don't even do anything. I've got time for this. I'm going to be late. And it's awful. Okay. And then you eventually get to work. Okay. You walk in and your very first appointment is cancelled. You've done all this work for it. No, I can't believe it. Okay. All this bloody work I've done. It's ridiculous. Blah, 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 blah. And it's only nine o'clock. That's your day. Okay. And in every single one of those things, okay, you're wanting what is happening not to be happening, mm. okay? You don't want the alarm to go off, you know, you don't want to not have toothpaste, you know, you don't want to be stuck in traffic, you don't want the person to have cancelled. And that's how people live their lives. They continually want what is happening to be different than it is, to not mm. be happening. So they're not accepting what is. But if we go back to the beginning, with a seven o'clock, okay, mm. to accept what is, is... The alarm's gone off. Oh, the alarm's gone off because I put it on at seven. Good old alarm. Well done. Okay. So what's available in this situation for me to move forward? Have I got have I got time to have a snooze? Yeah, nine minutes. So now you're working with what's happening. Mm. So now put it on for a snooze. And maybe you get nine minutes. And then you get up. When you get up, okay, you're looking for the toothpaste and you think, well, and you go in to the children's uh, bathroom, okay, and it's all mangled and you mm. can't get anything out of it, <laughs> okay? Again, it's to accept what is. There's no toothpaste. That's the only mm. thing that's happening here, no toothpaste. Mm. So what's available, okay, in this situation for me to move forward? Okay, well, I'll take my toothbrush, uh, toothbrush with me to work. On the way, I'll stop at a supermarket and get some toothpaste and I can have my teeth when I get to work. Okay, you're in, okay, traffic, you're stuck in, in, in traffic. So now you're, you're stuck in traffic, okay, because of roadworks, okay? To accept what, it, you can't be anywhere else, mm. you know, to accept what is and what's able to move forward. For a start, you're in a car, you're, you're protected from the elements, nothing's happening, okay? So to accept what is, is well, I'll just phone ahead and let them know I might be a bit late. You might even be able to hands-free, of course. Okay, do a bit of business, you know, whether it's a call or, or do something. You could, of course, listen to an audio book. Or you could just be there quiet in your head. Mm. And when you get to work and the first appointment is, is cancelled, to accept what is and what's able to move forward. Well, I've done all the work for that, so when they reschedule, I've got everything great. I've got time to go on and do something else. Mm. But people continually have the continually want what is to be different than it is except for they want people to be different than they are mm. okay they want themselves to be different than they are okay so for instance you know if they put on a bit of weight okay uh they need to lose apparently two stone by friday okay <laughs> and that's sort of average for, for our world today mm. okay and then they're so annoyed and aggravated because it's you know they're so agitated but they're not in reality. Mm. To accept what is, I need to lose a bit of weight. What's available for me to move forward? Let me get on a nutritional plan and do some exercise. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's took me two years putting this weight on. It's going to take two years for it to come off. You know, it, mm. it's, it's, but, but, but we live in a world that continually wants what is to be different than it is. The thing about it is, as soon as you want what is to be different than it is, 
okay your thoughts okay are i don't need this or i can't be here okay those thoughts those really unhelpful thoughts flood your body with chemicals and hormones that create tension and stress mm. and you're doing it to yourself yeah okay the alarm going off at seven o'clock has no power to make you feel a thing um you know the not having toothpaste has no power to make you feel anything sitting in traffic it's fine okay mm. somebody cancelling something nothing it's all going on in your head it's so going, you're doing all of this to yourself and i feel like and there is a different way of living yes. which is what the olive jar teaches you to Correct. do but Correct. i feel like but if you don't that's the, that's the best part is because you don't realize it you don't know that you're doing it and then you don't know that there's a different way it's like Correct. some people could be sat here listening to this thinking well, no, I'm not doing it to myself. You know, people are doing it to me, but people, but but they're not. And it, it makes sense to us because we've done it and we understand that. But because you've not, it's hard to notice it and and question it. Because what questions do you ask yourself? Because you've never been taught a different way that life doesn't have to be a, an emotional roller coaster. So you constantly think and it's it a different is, way or, of you to process through it. And I think and it, it's really. I mean, it is life-changing. I think you've got mm. to be ready for it. And it's for you that comes forward to think, this is for me at this point. Yes. Mm. And as you've always said, it's I don't do anything. Like V will say, I haven't done anything to no. you, Jane. You've done all of that yes. yourself. But I've had some someone showing me the route. Yes. Mm. Look, a lot of people obviously thank me <laughs> for the olive jar. And I love doing the olive jar. But I'm very clear, and it's that's also part of the olive jar teachings. I'm very clear that on the olive jar, all I do is share. I'm not trying to teach. Mm. I, I say I teach the olive jar teachings, but I'm not trying to get you to see it. Yeah. I use storytelling because storytelling is the most ancient way of imparting information. Mm. And it's for me, I think it's brilliant. You know, I'm a, you know, an audio and visual person, so I'm very clear. You know, someone tells a story, I'm there. <laughs> okay. And so I'm forever telling stories as examples. Mm. Uh, but I use real life examples. And um, obviously, you know, I, sh I share, you know, part of my life. Okay, on the olive jar. And, and, it, and the olive jar is, is, I think, can be very funny. Mm. Okay, but it touches some quite, quite deep topics. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, and no one on the olive jar, and certainly I did, at no point within six weeks or in the, you know, the two hours on a Tuesday evening that I was doing it, at no point did I share anything. So it's not like a workshop no. course mm. or, a, you know, or, or a therapy or no. sharing no. stuff. You are literally, and I found this quite eye-opening, <laughs> that I sat on a chair for two hours, and as did you, mm. Olivia, no mobile phone, no interruption, and just listened to stories and absorbed scenarios that then gave me, I had a week in which to process that and look and see and challenge and go around the houses and think that can't be the case, <laughs> you know. Um, but it isn't a, a course like you would imagine being sat around sharing or... No. Mm. It's, it's definitely not a workshop. And, and actually, that's one thing I think that's so beautiful about the Olive Jar 
because nobody has to share anything. I mean, a lot of people just arrive, go hi, and then they go bye <laughs> again, and that's it. That they don't, they, mm. they don't have to. You don't, you, you don't have to. Hi everyone. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far. We're just cutting in to say, if you're enjoying our podcast, please click the follow button on whichever platform you're listening on. And please leave us a review. We'd be so grateful for your support and feedback. Podcasts are free to listen to, but if you are loving our school-run chats and debates, please consider buying us a virtual coffee. The link will be in the description of every podcast episode, and it will also be in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the school run underscore official. And why not give it a follow while you're there, so you can see all the updates and get sneak peeks at upcoming episodes. Thank you so much, and happy listening. But um, the olive jar is, for me, a vehicle for change. Um, And it's it's a vehicle... um, to enable and empower you to step out of your conditioning, the way Mm. you've been trained and programmed to process life. Because like you said earlier on, Mm. um, Liv, we've been trained and programmed, I was trained and programmed, Mm. to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again but I didn't know I was doing it it sort of all happens in unawareness it's almost like below consciousness and so you don't realize that you keep moaning bad mouthing complaining I can't tell you how many people and I'm sure you really get this now because mm. lots of people are telling me how positive they are and they go straight into moaning bad mouthing complaining about just about everything and anything mm. but they're very positive but they're very positive and that is someone operating from the conditioned mind. But you can only really and truly see that when you're completely out of it. Mm. Because when you're out of it, you start to recognise that people around you are contradicting themselves continually. Mm. Um, of course, part of the other jar is about how to listen. Because most people don't listen. They have no... But they also have no means to listen they don't because they've been trained not to listen mm. if that makes I mean that sounds ridiculous you know <laughs> to the listeners I'm sure because they're listening <laughs> uh, but, but but the thing is is that uh, we've been trained to process life in a certain way so all we do is we keep doing same old same old same old repeat 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 we want to get a different result because we want to feel nice we want to feel good in life mm. but we keep doing what we've always done do what we've always done do because we don't know anything different and no and one's ever pointed it out no and no one's ever challenged that and we haven't challenged ourselves no and um once what it's not possible really for anybody once you've been trained because it, it's over years as, mm. as as young people children we keep doing the same thing <laughs> yeah. um so unless you can see another way to do it you're just going to keep doing what you've always mm. done yeah there actually isn't really an op- option and that and that's what I love when I think it was I don't remember what week it was the stat when you said you know if you tell someone what to do 70% of people won't do it but if they find the answer themselves there's 70% chance that they will do it and yeah. one of the biggest things I've noticed from doing it as a lot a lot of things I've learned that I now actually do listen to people when they're talking but how when you're in a conversation or I don't know you're 
gossiping or drama or whatever and you kind of make up your own little story which actually isn't real and I've noticed people and they'll they'll tell something to me a story like my friend will like gossip a story to me or something and then they'll go and tell someone else but you know a little detail has changed and then another little detail has changed the next person they tell it to and and then when you actually look at the story what actually parts of it were real and what parts of you added on to it but then your brain can't tell the difference between what actually happened and what you've added on to the story and and I I sit there and I listen to my friends and and they kind of add all the all the drama to what they're saying but when you look at the facts for example I don't know I like to use my surgery as example I, I think accept what is I'm having surgery what are my best options to move forward if I'm telling someone that I could be saying oh you know it's such a horrendous surgery and it's just it's going to be life-changing and I'm I'm going to be be covering for six months and and, and, and just going to be on crutches for so long and I'm not going to be able to do anything and all this but when now when I look at I think of the facts I'm having surgery I've got like the best person to do it like my surgeon's like a specialist in his field I'm in a really good hospital being taken care of I come home to my lovely family who are going to take care of me I'm in a house I'm safe I've got friends that can come and visit me and I'm going to be able to get back and do all the things that I'm able to it's just going to take me time and when you look at the facts then there's no need for the drama of it's going to be horrendous it's going to be awful it's a disaster and And it's incredible that you start catching yourself with your life that's the one of the big things that I've learned to be much kinder to myself and kinder to other people than I always thought I was a kind person but you've gone even further through this process but also the language that I choose to use in Mm. every situation really catching myself using it or what I'm telling myself in my thoughts it's like we were coming out of Sunday tea and I actually caught mum on a thing she was saying oh I'm so because the the gym had closed and I said it was closing at nine o'clock and it actually closed at seven and she wasn't able to go after Sunday tea so we were walking out me her and aunt to the car and she said, I'm so annoyed I haven't been able to go to the gym. It's a disaster. And I said, Mom, a disaster is an earthquake or a hurricane. Not being able to go to the gym for one day is not a disaster. And then I just, I did it as she was like on her phone walking down the driveway. And I, and I very lightly said, Mom, a hurricane is a disaster as I walked past and got in the car. And I thought the way that we tell ourselves and add all this drama, it's such a disaster. And then we start to believe, oh, it's such a disaster. It's like the worst thing possible. It's like, and really it's, you weren't able to go to the gym, but you know, could go, go to the next day. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just want to come back, come back to you because you said something so beautiful. You said that you're just kinder. You thought you were kinder, but you were kinder. When you start to live this way, okay, um, I'm for me, okay. I there's a natural compassion, and I'm going to use the word compassion, that comes up through you. 
mm. and you get incredibly kind. There's no trying to, none of my work is about trying to control something, you know that. It's not about control, not about being positive or anything. Okay, um, but there's a natural compassion, kindness, lovingness, okay, towards people that truly before you might have been bad mouthing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whether that was verbally bad mouthing yes. or in, in your, your head. head. Right. Absolutely. And I think the, the biggest transformation for me is the stuff that's going on in your head mm. and the language and the wording. And, and, you know, it's, I just truly believe that everybody needs to access the other. You know this because of the amount of people I've told to get booked on. I do. <laughs> I mean, really, truly, I mean, you are a marketing tool. But there you go. You know, just, I mean, you are such an advocate. I'm not it's, doing it's it for amazing. that reason. I'm doing it because I, I, because I live it and it's mm, made a difference. Yes. But you know, I don't have a website. I know you don't. <laughs> so don't, as a listener, don't go trying to Google the old job because no. you won't find anything. That's the whole thing. It's just, it's fantastic. So we've gone through why and how you started the olive jar a little bit about what the olive jar contains because that we've given like a taster yeah. you know we're talking there's eight hours of teachings in there isn't there well of course i mean there's there's 12 hours 12. Of oh sorry 12 hours yeah, of 12 teaching, hours of yeah. teaching <laughs> which is really two full days you know mm. um the thing about the, the olive jar is it is a journey mm. it, it is definitely a journey and um like like you like you say you know after you've done session two i mean your head is all over the place but that's great because we we we've been trained to live in a very rigid, inflexible way in our heads, and so it, 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 if you're now looking at things a little bit differently, that's what you want because the olive jar is absolutely about changing the way you look at things. Mm. So what you're looking at changes, but all it's doing the olive jar is bringing into your awareness things that have always been there but they weren't available for you to see mm. because of the way you think and again your listeners might not really understand <laughs> that, that's okay but, but you, you know, do you yeah, you understand yeah, what yeah. i'm saying i absolutely do and i for me going on the course the first time that i met you this was what went on for me i observed and watched you delivering and i was my head was all over and I was thinking, what is this? Mm -hmm. Don't get this, am I going to... But it was sparking things at the same time as well. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I do get that. Yeah. But I looked at you as a, as a beautiful human being, processing life in a very peaceful and calm way. And I saw that. thought, if that's possible for V, that's also possible for right. me. Right. So how mm -hmm. do I get to that? That was my thought process in that chair oh, on week wow. one. And I, you know, I, you share your personal stories, your journey, um, it's so much within the olive jar, which is just incredible. But as you say, it's life. For other people, they'll be going with other things yes. that happen in their lives. Yes. Mm. Um, but I, and I thought, well, I've got my backstory and what's gone on with me. And people yes. often say to me, you've gone through so much. How are you still standing? What's up? And I have, but I've always, I'd always previously drilled ahead with relentless positivity. Oh, yes, that's quite, yeah. like, yes. isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm. But relentless this was, positivity. yeah, it was, and I was like, no, it doesn't need to be, it could be this way. Look yes. at V and what mm. she, and that's just A, inspirational, but B, there's a way 
Yes. So I've got to figure it for myself. Yes. So, so the olive jar, you're saying, you know, you know, the listeners to allow them to sort of, what is the olive jar? It is a different way of processing life. And in actual fact, it's a much simpler way of processing life. It doesn't feel like that when you're first on yeah. the olive jar. Because of the way that we've been conditioned, okay, we are very much into everything's complex and complicated because we mm. create drama. We've been trained to create drama over things. So I come along and sort of say, oh, just have a, you know, maybe look at it a bit differently. Mm. And it's and it's literally too simple. So you, so so it's a condition I can't compute. Mm. So but it's actually about simplifying, okay, how you see things, how you engage. Uh, like I said, it's not it's not a positive course. No. no. But what I will say is that the olive jar is a mindfulness course, which a lot of people it's not like a mindfulness course that loads of people have been on because it's you know, mindfulness tends to be you know meditation and peace and everything. Mm. But it is a mindfulness course because mindfulness, which is bantered around so much at the moment, okay, but true mindfulness is about being in your life, okay, and being able to be quite grounded and clear-headed, okay, and moving through things. So the kids are screaming, the dog's barking, but you need to work. It's about moving through that. You know, um, you know, the car didn't get through the MOT or the uh, the boilers on the blink. Okay, someone's ill. Okay, whatever it might be. But the thing is, is that most people are trying to get away from their lives. And I, and I meditate. I'm, I meditate. Okay, um, I have done for many years with TN. Um, but the thing is, is that most people are trying to get away from their lives to do a bit of meditation, which mm. I'm all uh, fantastic. Or they get away from their lives to do yoga, which I love yoga, fantastic. Or to go away for a weekend's retreat to be mindful, okay, which is <laughs> wonderful. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to get away from their lives mm. to do it. They can't wait to get to meditation. Mm. Oh, I can't wait for a bit of peace. But true mindfulness is being in the midst of all these things happening, you know, you know, car breaking down, you know, child not well, okay, dog needing to go to the vets, you need to be in two places at once. It's called life, mm. okay, and you've been grounded and clear-headed in it. And being able to move through it yes. in, that, yeah. in that space. Yes. I, have you always, well, I know the answer to this, but our listeners don't because they haven't all met you. Obviously, People that have been on the olive jar that will probably hear this episode because <laughs> they'll want to hear more from V will get this. But has this always been the way that you've processed oh, life? You make me laugh, honestly. Okay, <clears throat> now, okay, um, you only have to ask my daughter Kelly. Okay, I, oh dear me, dear me. Okay, I was a drama queen of note. Wow. I mean, words fail me. Um, oh, I moaned, complained, bad mouths, just about everything, just about everything and everybody. Okay, I, don't get me wrong, I was a nice person because everybody is, but you know, mm. you know, you want things to be different than they are, and this isn't right, and that isn't right. And of course, I was reactive, so reactive in my life, and I was on this emotional roller coaster, and oh no, I, I mean, when I say drama queen, you have to scrape me off the ceiling. Okay, and I, and believe it or not. 
I actually am so so pleased, okay, that if you want, I, I know what I was and mm. I know where I am now. Because what I absolutely know is if I can change, there's nobody on the planet that can't change. <laughs> and I really mean that. I mean, I was so, so busy in my head. I mean, so busy in my head. And um, again, uh, lots of things. I'm going to use the words that people use these days. Like I was a people pleaser. Um, and of course, I wanted people to like me, mm. which is part of our conditioning. That's part of the human condition. condition. But, but when you start to, I say, wake up and step out of your conditioning, then you really start to live in the real world. Okay, when, when, you, when that happens, you, you're no longer a people, you don't have to try and not be a people pleaser, you're no longer a people pleaser, okay, and, and, and you, don't, you don't really care whether someone likes you or not, because you're very aware that people just project out what's going on in them, mm. so you don't take things personally, I mean, I used to take everything personally, okay, they were doing it to me, and I used to be a blamer, you know, I felt I was hurt, and you know, I couldn't function because someone said something. But that's got nothing to do with reality. Mm. That's all going on in here. And that's part of the Olive Jar journey. Just just literally saying to people, oh, you know, this is actually what's happening in reality. And it is truly about changing the way you see things. Because you now see, I know you do, Jane, you see things very differently now. And it's not anything to do with, because a lot of people say, well, is it positive thinking? No, that you're seeing what's in front of you <clears throat> as it is. But you're not projecting any thoughts onto it. No. Mm. And that's the mindfulness part. So when you're in front of somebody who, who, who might be screaming and shouting and upset, <clears throat> you're not thinking, oh, no not this shit again, or you're not thinking yeah. things like, you're just seeing that this person is screaming and shouting. You're also actually very actively listening to what they're saying, because it's actually, it helps you to know what they're saying. Mm. Um, and from that place, then you, then you move, you take action, but you don't, you're not consciously thinking about the action. The action comes through you okay and you and you engage with them okay mm. from a completely different place 100% a different place in or whether it's in a you know someone bang I mean we had one of the stories you share on the olive jar is about you know cars banging into each other <laughs> and literally after Olivia's first or second week on the olive jar my, my birthday I was going to the gym 9am yes. in the morning why I was going to the gym on my birthday, I've got no idea. But anyway, I was very virtuous. And a car reverses and bangs into the front of my car. Now, old Jane yes. would have jumped, oh my goodness, it's my birthday and what's happened? And now I've got to get the car booked in. It's going to cost a fortune. No, literally just turned the engine off. Liv went, she touched me on my arm and she went, Olive Jar. <laughs> and I got out and I went, oh dear. I said, well, if you could give me your details, this is your registration number, give me your details, name and address, these are my details, we'll be in touch. And we'll either sort it ourselves or we'll sort it through the insurance, whichever you prefer. Have a fantastic time at the gym. 
She was completely bamboozled. I got into my car. She got into hers. We drove in, went and did my workout, came home. I got home and Ant, because we need to mention Lost it. Lost it. She's bumped into your car. It's your birthday. And now it's going to cost a fortune. And look at all these And she'll probably not pay you. And she'll probably not do this. And, you you know, all of this (laughs) came out. And I was like, no, don't think so. Just contact her. Ring the insurance on Monday. Get it booked in. And I just processed it a bit like the passport disaster, which we openly spoke about on 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 the podcast. You know, I washed the passports. My fault. Nothing I can do about it accepted what is look what was available to me forward and these sayings that people will have people listening that know me have heard me say repeatedly olivia is mm. we've mentioned on the on the this interview the sort of five or six simple ways to just process life with which i've never got after reading all the self-development books that i've ever read yes and they're so that the little sayings are so catchy and they come into my head all the time like Accept what is, look what's available to move forward. People project out what's going on for them. Does does me gossiping about this or does me talking about this help me or does it help the situation? Are you grounded in creative? Just key things. Yeah. And it's just, it is phenomenal. And it's a legacy that I want to see go on and on. And on. I want to touch everybody with it. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> somehow I think you will (laughs) somehow I think you will and I I understand what you've said I mean I read all the books I understand what you I mean and it's an extraordinary thing again from our conditioning we read the books and from an intellectual level we sort of get what the books have said you know if I think of power of now you know with Rebecca Tolley okay I mean when I read it I mean it makes me laugh now I actually thought well, that's how I live. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I know, it's like... But the thing is, is that now, from where you are now, you can see that the conditioning... You see, our conditioning moves to make us believe things that aren't true. But unless you start stepping out of it, you can't see that. Mm. Does that make sense yeah. to you? It was like, for me, the, when I like saw it was... Um, well, each week I loved it because obviously I could go back and I felt like college for me was a very good place for me to like think about it because, you know, there's a lot of people my age, you know, lots of gossiping, lots of drama. And it was a great place for me to just sit and listen and, and just kind of observe what I've learned from the olive jar and kind of actually put it into real life. And the one that I love was the listening one. And the question was, have you ever been told you're a good listener? And I turned to him and I was like, I'm always told that I'm a good listener and I came out and I said, Mum, I'm a shocking listener. <laughs> because like people tell you, oh, you were such a good listener, you're such a good listener. And then your stories and you were showing us how, you know, we'd believe we're a good listener, but actually really we're kind of, we're good at telling advice or, yes. you know, all these things. And now I actually do, I, I sit and I listen, but I can actually hear what someone's saying and and we went out I think after that course we went out for a meal me um mum and aunt and I'd obviously just done the listening one so I was and one of the little tasks was to sit for like 15 minutes and just listen and not five minutes, five minutes. Five minutes. oh yeah yes. well I think I, I did it for like half an hour but Fabulous. it was like um just sit there and listen and not to 
want to cut in and say like if they're talking about a car and say oh I've got that car or I want to do this or I want to do that while they're speaking you know I sat with Ant poor Ant it's all we do we just do the olive jar on him and he was sat there and he was talking I was listening to what he was saying and then in his he said one sentence and then his next sentence he contradicted what he'd said and and then he contradicted what he'd said again yes and then and then we asked him and are you really listening to what we're saying and he said yeah yeah I'm listening I'm listening to what you're saying and then the next sentence he said oh yeah well but while you were talking I was thinking about you know on that other table they were eating spaghetti bolognese so I was like so you weren't listening to us you were thinking about the bolognese and he was like no you said I wasn't listening because of the and he said and we never said that you weren't listening and it's just when you realize it and you think about how the way that you think is so complicated. And I remember one of the stories you said, and after you'd said how we usually all think, I was like, V, I'm exhausted <laughs> listening to what you're saying about how much drama I had to a situation, like all this. And I was thinking, I'm exhausted just listening to you. But I live that every single day. Yes. I wake up and I think, I don't want to be up at seven o'clock. I've got to go to college now and I've set this alarm and it keeps going off and off and off and off. And then I've got another alarm five minutes later. Why is this alarm going off? And and I put it on and then I go to a shower. There's no, there's no hot water. We've not had the water and all this. And it's just like, it's exhausting. No wonder, no wonder I get to college and I feel like I've not been asleep because I'm, I'm tired of just living in my own mind. Whereas now I'm like, I'm like peaceful and calm and very steady kind of like on a... It's quieter. Yeah, it's quieter. And as you start to integrate the Odishar teachings, which is really from, I say from the books, it, it's just that, I don't know, the olive jar just seems to be more accessible somehow. Mm. Or it just seems to touch people in such a way. Um, you, your, your thoughts, okay, um, uh, reduce. Mm. quite dramatically yeah because as soon as you recognize that people project out what's going on in them then you're not, you're not you haven't got all that thinking like they're doing this to me this mm. okay when you start to live accepting what is looking what's available to move forward okay of course you've you've dropped all that thinking of moaning bad mouthing complaining and reacting and all that drama's gone okay as soon as you think whose business am i in or mm. catch yourself in other people's and bring yourself back you've lost all that thoughts trying to run other people's lives you, mm. you, 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 you let it go so if you look at a percentage just with those three things of the amount that you're thinking mm. it's probably already dropped by 50 percent and it's more and yeah. it's such a weird feeling like when you it's such a weird feeling and I was sat like just wherever and, and I was thinking like I'm not actually thinking anything <laughs> and I think this is so weird like I'm not really really happy but I'm not really really sad I'm just kind of like in the middle calm, in the mi and, I, and it's so weird because I'm either you know either constantly so happy or constantly so sad or all this and now I'm just and it's a weird feeling because I'm not thinking like oh I've not done my homework my my teacher's gonna shout at me why did this person say yes what did she mean by that like was she attacking me or and all these things and now it's just there's just it's nothing. A state of peace. Yes. There's, 
I feel like we could almost do a series of podcast <laughs> conversations. Um, and the, there's so, and it's a constant learning, developmental mm. journey. What would you go back and give advice to younger V? What would you What would you say to younger V or a younger person at this point, knowing all what you've do learned? the olive jar? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Here, here's the thing. I'm very grateful for my life experiences, which obviously a lot of my mm. share on the olive jar. And I'm very grateful I was caught in the conditioning and I lived how I lived, which for me personally was not a great place to live. It was incredibly chaotic. I was mm. on this emotional roller coaster. Okay. Um, and I think that's sort of average for, from our conditioning. Um, so I'm very grateful for all that because where I am now, I can still very much relate to when I work with people either one-to-one or you know, in courses, I can really relate to where they are. That's why the stories come in. Mm. Um, so I, I, I also, of course, the way I think from the olive jar is that I, I, there's not no way I could possibly give advice to a younger person. Mm. But what I will say, okay, which is incredibly heartwarming for me, and I think very much for you, is that Liv's been on the olive jar. Mm. At 16, Liv has been on the olive jar. Mm. I mean, um, my biggest catalyst for change was when my daughter Lucinda uh, passed um, in 2010. And of course, I talk about that in the um, olive jar. Um, And... All, I was 53 and it was really sort of eight months after that that I had the epiphany and things started to really move and if you want I started moving towards the olive jar I didn't know I was but that's mm. the direction I was going in but for me obviously there's been lots of people on the olive jar various various ages but live and I'm not I'm not I mean youth is is beautiful, <laughs> yeah. but there is a saying: "Youth is wasted on the young." But that's mm. from the conditioned mind. I yes. just want you to know. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, is that live. Look, look at how you're already um, interacting with life in 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 a, in a more um, comfortable, mm. uh, easy yeah. way since 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 you you resonated mm. with the olive jar teachings. You you got it. You you. The thing is, is that. Live, you're open. You're open to have a look at it. Mm. But you know, not not all sixteen years, sixteen year olds are that open. Mm. Okay, there's huge resistance. Um, so I would recommend, okay, the olive jar to anybody you know from sixteen. And you know, I won't have anybody on the olive jar under sixteen because I know that you would like. Live to have done it the year before, I think. Yes, yeah. Mm. Okay. And the reason for that is because the content of the olive jar is adult. Mm. And I think you would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And when I say adult, I mean, obviously, the language I use, because mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's very real, real mm. very real. Or, again, I think because it's real, that's why people resonate with it. Okay. And also the, the, the topics that come up throughout the olive jar. You know, obviously, I 
share about Lucinda's passing. <laughs> and um, another topic, relationships. Um, you know, there's, there's a few topics in there. Mm. And of course, it's very much about looking at yourself. And through our conditioning, we're not used to looking at ourselves. We're used to looking out there all the time. So I, I don't have any advice. And that might sound really strange, maybe to you, for the younger me. Mm -hmm. mm. Because I can do what I do because of everything that's happened prior to it. And, and, and that's, that's really, that, 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 that really makes sense to me. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I would say for younger people is that, you know, there's a tremendous amount of things out there in our world today with regard to, you know, obviously the media, it's so easy to access things. And I'm talking about self-development and everything. But it's about being discerning. And it's very difficult because things, th things contradict each other out there. Mm. Um, but it's, it, it's finding your way. And, it, yeah. and if you want, I, I don't believe anybody, anybody comes to the olive jar that isn't supposed to be there. Mm. Okay, like I say, it's not easy to get on the olive jar. You can't really find me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Okay, but but the thing is, is that that's also quite beautiful in a way. I I'm not I'm not I'm not bogged down with all the um, associated business. The olive jar started with me sharing, and that's all I wanted to do. Mm. Okay, mm. because I knew how my life had changed because of the things that had happened to me. And all I do is share those things. That's all I yeah. do. And to help others yes. to navigate that. Because, I, like I say, if I could change, <laughs> if I could change, I literally feel there's nobody on the planet that can't change. If I could change, there's, you know. But obviously the younger that you can have exposure to this, the better. Absolutely. So I suppose it would be a a hope, a wish that even more 16-year-olds came yes. across this. Yes. 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 23-year-olds. Correct. Because it's, I it's, certainly wish I had yes. had it younger. I feel like it's so helpful, though, because, like, for me at 16, obviously, there's... I'm, like, in a place, you know, I'm, I'm at college and, like I said, there's drama and, and all this. And, there's, and, and I just think, first of all, you kind of have to be... Well, whatever age you do, it very open minded, yes. but very open minded to not like resist everything that's coming at you and see that it is a different way. Yeah. And because I think, like you said, that like, I'm so grateful for everything that I've been through. Because when I was sat on the olive jar, I was able to realize, oh, look from something in the past, and I'm not wanting that to be different. I'm not saying, oh, I wish I hadn't been through that or I wish I hadn't done that or or I wish this wouldn't have happened. Instead, I look at it and think from an olive jar perspective, how I'm grateful that it's happened because it's brought me to where I am now, sat on this course, but I'm also able to, to process that as well and kind of see that it was meant to happen mm -hmm. and not resist the fact that I wish it hadn't because it has and all I can do is is look at it from that different way and think you know how can I move forward now to and that is all or everything that I've been through is going to help me yes. as well coming through that and and it and it's so powerful and yeah I just I just love it <laughs> oh it's lovely it's absolutely lovely has there been someone 
that's been a major teacher or mentor within within your life that you would um i'm going to say from a spiritual um perspective absolutely um and the, the most beautiful soul in south africa so i lived in south africa for 23 years <clears throat> uh, jean stock um she's actually an international clairvoyant bless her she's in her 80s late 80s now um wow she was just well she was a mentor and friend, a very, very close friend. And um, because I'm very interested in metaphysics, I'm very interested in life. Mm. Um, and so she, she really, again, assisted me with becoming more open-minded. And um, also someone that's had huge influence on me and how I see life is uh, Dr. David Hawkins. He's passed now, you can buy his books. And, but I listened to his lectures and whew, an incredible, incredible human being. He was a doctor and then he became a psychiatrist because he saw that human suffering was on a mental level. Mm. Don't get me wrong, there's a, you know, there's a lot of physical suffering in, in, in the world. I'm not negating that. And what he said is that you know, people can have physical suffering, but they can make it a thousand times worse by, yeah. by how they think about the, the, their physical suffering. Mm. And, um, and because he was spiritual, you know, and very much into A Course in Miracles, um, yeah, he, he approached things in a, in a very a very different way. And, and, and it really had an influence on me. Because again, I resonated with what he was saying, even though initially, I didn't understand what he was saying. Mm. And that's sort of a bit like the olive jar. I'm sorry, I get what you're saying. Um, and, and he really did, really did. Include. Because my journey to work often was an hour and a half and an hour and a half back. Mm -hmm. And so I used to listen to his CDs. And I think that sometimes in life, we're perhaps very quick to make a judgment. Or you know, there might be some people that have started listening to this podcast or other episodes we've done. And gone, oh, this isn't resonating with me. Oh, oh I don't understand that. Oh. And I would, I would challenge that thinking to think, well, maybe there's some deeper questions to be asked there. Well, what is this? How could this relate? Because there's got to be something in there that might be a, a learning, yes. um, a learning for us. It's been a fantastic episode. I could chat to you all night <laughs> and I'm so privileged to have had you on our school run. Um, as we've said, uh, Veronica doesn't have a... V does not have a website. You will not find, uh, you know, all singing, all dancing, social media accounts and Google well, ads at you. Oh, you do. Page. You have I your little Facebook page. Facebook page. Oh, I am on Instagram and I am on LinkedIn. 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 <laughs> but I mean, all I do is put up what's on Facebook on those. I, that's it. And it is Veronica Simister. It's yes. not V Olive Jar. No, it's no. Veronica Simister. It's you. And um, so I follow Veronica. We interact regularly on those three platforms. Um, but there's no point Googling the olive jar because you just won't find it. But in our show notes, there will be Veronica's email address. And I'm sure she'd love to hear from you if you're interested in a future course. So we always finish every episode with a school run memory. Oh, wow. Well. And it can be a school run memory of your own for you, whether you walked, got the bus, got taken or with your own daughters? Okay, I'm going to say that, um, I mean, with my age, um, I used to catch the bus to school, and I can remember doing that from being tiny, 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 
and then actually moved very close to the school so I used to just walk so but my the school runs with my girls which actually were, were incredibly short okay initially um, uh, singing actually we did a lot of singing <laughs> and it was it was just short or of course they would just be just generally chatting but it was a lot of singing and and a lot of spotting things <laughs> okay you know like red cars <laughs> I, I mean it sounds ridiculous if I but we used to do that and, it, and we lived in <clears throat> South Africa and a certain time of the year the jacaranda trees are out they are beautiful like they're in purple well, yeah, they're, they're in blossoms. okay absolutely beautiful and every year okay wherever we go jacaranda jacaranda <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i'm gonna say uh, singing i can't say that i can't recall anything deep and meaningful i don't i don't doubt that there were some deep and meaningful things going on there uh, but again, it was, it was very short. But a lot of lovely memories and the colours and you can see the trees as you're oh, describing yeah. them to mm. us now. Yes. And um, I'm sure that Kelly will when she listens back yes. to this, this yes. podcast. Um, yes. Thank you for the gift of the olive jar. Yes. Such, such a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me on. This, this is amazing. amazing. So, so wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the School Run Podcast. We absolutely love doing the podcast. Podcasts are free to listen to, but if you'd like to buy us a virtual coffee, we'd be really, really grateful. You just need to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash the school run. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash the school run. You can also follow us on Instagram at the school run underscore official or TikTok with the same name at the school run underscore official and we always really appreciate your reviews and feedback on the platform that you're listening to you can review our podcast and give us a star rating we'd love to have your comments and receive your feedback thank you so much for being a massive support of our journey